Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. And Matthew... My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Nick Saban has retired from coaching the Alabama Crimson Tide. What a day. <laughs> what a day. The, the tyranny, the rage, the pain. We went from the highest of highs with them as our head coach to the lowest of lows when he became the Alabama coach. We had to watch him win six national championships at Alabama. We had to go through Les Miles and Ed Ogeron. And though they couldn't beat him, well, they beat him eventually. But it doesn't matter anymore. It's Nick over. Saban's, it's all over now. We have been delivered to the promised land. The gates of hell have closed. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. This is like this is this is like man walking on the moon yeah. type moment right here. Yeah. I saw a thing that said this is what it felt like when Dumbledore died at Hogwarts. Like, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I mean, there's so much to say. We'll get into his legacy, obviously, and then who's going to, who we think is going to replace him. Um, but yeah, so crazy. Just like a random Wednesday. And the, what I've heard is like he was still doing interviews for coaching positions and stuff like that this morning like he worked till the very end essentially and nobody knew this was going to happen um but yeah it's over i mean i think like he's 72 years old the college football has changed so much I, i listened to jimbo fisher's interview from part of my take recently and he talked about how much it has changed in the last three years and i think that like Saban was going to be able to change with the times, but I think he's at an age now where it would take years to adapt to that. And he wants to spend time with his family because they work like 52 weeks out of the year, 18 hour days, you know? And, um, so yeah, I mean, congratulations to him, obviously very happy for him that he's able to retire happy and, healthy and he's going to be able to spend time with his family and um yeah so very glad very good day happy january 10th to all those who celebrate where where were you on january 10th yeah yeah that's that's (laughs) january 10th 2024 yeah and the thing is berg we were just going to talk about bo davis yeah lsu hires bo davis stevenson line coach that came out of nowhere yeah you know he said that he wasn't going to come and we were prepared to do that. And then this afternoon around like 4.15, I oh. get a notification from Preston Guy. And he's like on Twitter and he's freaking out like, oh, my God. So then I, I look at my phone and it says Nick Saban is retiring from the University of Alabama. And I said, this has to be a burner. Yeah. There's no way. I thought it was fake I mean, for sure. I thought it was fake. So I sent, it, I sent it to all y'all. And then I just said, wait, hang on, hang on. There's more stuff. There's more stuff. I kept sending it. And, and then. I just like froze, like, oh my god! I mean, like, can this be real? Yeah, Nick Saban is no longer going to be the head football coach of Alabama. Yeah, it's it. Kelsey, Kelsey can't believe it. She's telling me, "Are you serious?" (laughs) 
Is, are she you? Had no idea. Is she just now hearing about it? That's hilarious. She, no, no, she, she, she knew. I, oh, I oh, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I called. I was like, Kelsey. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Saban retired. She's like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. I was like, how how are you not excited about this? <laughs> and like Jalen Milrow said that he's coming back so we can win a national championship, and Saban said, "We, you speaking French? Yeah. We, ha." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, hey. yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Nick. So you said Nick Saban was had to fill a new position for a offensive coordinator, and my biggest fear was Cortez Hankton was going to leave. And go to Alabama and coach wide receivers coach. Well, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. All the players that said they're coming back to Bama, the portal's open now. They're all yeah. transferring out. All those four star, five stars that you missed out on, like Desmond Ricks, they're they're hitting the portal. Yeah. They're not gonna play for the next they they came to Alabama to win national championships with Nick Saban. Yeah. And this this is a very interesting fact right here. I just saw Nick Saban, 17 years at Alabama, every player that he's coached has won a national championship for four that, years or, or yeah, yeah, four years has, has been a part of a championship with it, which is freaking amazing, man. Yeah. When you think about it. And yeah. I mean, it just like still, like, I'm, I was, when I, I was shaking, like, Oh my God, this is, this is actually going to happen. Yeah. Like the, the day has come. Yeah. There's Nobody. Alabama. Alabama fans are probably losing their minds right now. Cause he still had a few years on his contract. Didn't he? He signed oh, like he a, he had four more years left. Yeah. Yeah. So 2028. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's crazy. It's, it's like, it's like last year when he bought that, that house is in Jupiter, Florida. That's when I said something's going on. Yeah. And I think that he's a run. He's, it's a rush to try to win it. They get in the yeah. playoff and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to win it this year. Yeah. And he's probably going to walk out and they lose to Michigan, which is even crazier. If you think about that too. Jim Harbaugh most likely will go to the NFL. Yeah. And you could lose Jim Harbaugh as well. Yeah. So now college football is is wide open. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that one guy can change so much, too. Like, he obviously changed so much at Alabama, the school itself, their athletic yep. program, their football program, like the state of Alabama is different now because of Nick Saban, you know, like it is truly incredible. And now, like you said, there's um, so much going on with coaches and stuff like that. Like you said, Jim Harbaugh, um, I, I saw that tweet earlier that was talking about how, like basically the four coaches that were in the college football playoff might not be there next year because of um, just the different positions that are open. I'm trying to find it now so I can read it. But, yeah, Saban being out. Here it is. Kalen DeBoer might get an interview with the Seahawks. Uh, Sark could be a potential hire for Alabama because he took Texas. He wasn't on my radar at all for this job, but he took Texas to a college football playoff. Like, that's nothing to sniff at. So if Sark leaves, Harbaugh leaves, Kalen DeBoer leaves, and now Nick Saban leaves, like all four coaches, coaches. in the yeah college, yeah, and, yeah, that's crazy because Pete Carroll, yeah, Pete Carroll um, is being moved in the Seahawks department, and I'm just thinking like, man, if I am the Seahawks, I'm going after Kalen DeBoer, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's in your like he doesn't have to move, right? Maybe maybe move a 
house, but I mean, right. close yeah. to the facility. I mean, I don't know, but but I mean, Siri, it's it's um, Nick Saban won seven national championships more than any other coach. And if you really think about this too, you know, he didn't win more than Bear Bryant in Alabama. He ties Bear Bryant for national championships. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, and it's just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that, you know, he, I thought, I thought he had one more year in him, but I think because of, where college football is going today, you know, and first of all, I hope like it's nothing bad. I hope that he doesn't have, like a health scare or anything. I pray everything's okay and he's all good and health wise. He can, you know, spend the remaining years that he has with his family and everything. But, you know, it, I think he's walking away and it's, it's pretty obvious. He's walking away because of, um, you know, the, the way college football is now it's, it's, it's free agency NIL yeah. transfer portal. And I just I don't think that he wants to you know he he was never a proponent a fan of it. Now he he still he tried to catch on. He got some good players at Alabama, but I mean he he just didn't want to do it for the long haul. And it's like you know why go into next year do the same thing than just retire? Yeah, and just let other people take over. Yeah. So I mean it's it's a you know he's the ultimate goat. He is the GOAT. Whether you, whether you like him or not, and I know a lot of LSU fans don't like him because of what he did to LSU, you know, 20 years ago or almost 20 years ago, said he was going to be an LSU Tiger, jumps to the Dolphins, then two years later tells the Dolphins he's not going to go to the Alabama, be the Alabama coach, and he's kissing a baby on the tarmac in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And we had no idea he was going to retire either, and he's never said anything about it. So very, yeah. very shocking news, but uh, hey – Good for him. Good for his family. Uh, for the University of Alabama, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. All you Bama fans, your reign of tear, your your dominance, waving those stupid pom poms, chanting, "We just beat the hell out of you, hell out of you ever after every single game." Kiss my ass. Yeah. Um. Just to put this in perspective, for Alabama. <clears throat> Since he took over, he's had one season, his first season, under 10 wins, and he went 7-6. and six. Every other season that he's had, he's had 10 wins or above. He's only, uh, the, there's only one season that he lost three games, and all of the other seasons, he either lost two or less. That is an unbelievable run in college football. I don't think there's anybody else that has even come close to that long. Like that is such a long run of success. And, um, the amount of coaches that he's turned out to like the amount of, I mean, dude, you, there's like 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the 2015 staff, you had like Billy Napier, Mario Cristobal, you know, Kiffin, uh, Kirby smart, Dan Lanning, Jimbo. Uh, I think, yeah, no Jimbo and all that stuff. That was a oh. Jimbo was at LSU. Oh, Jimbo never followed Saban to Alabama or the Dolphins. It's 2015, Bird. Gotcha. But I oh mean, yeah, just, 2015. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His 20 his, his 2003 staff was pretty good. He had he had a uh, Derek Dooley, Will Muschamp, Jimbo Fisher, 
Um, you know, those only guys can name on the top of my head that became head coaches. Yeah. Just a outstanding run for sure. And um, it's crazy. I mean, it's literally his process, the relentless pursuit of a worthy goal, like discipline, you know, everybody can aspire to be like Nick Saban. And, um, yeah, he got some players to play for him, man. <laughs> it's truly well, he got a lot. He got a lot of great players to come to Bama. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the the success that we wish we could have seen at LSU happened to our biggest rival in, at Alabama. Yeah. And, and now it's, it's just, you know, over. It, it, <laughs> it's all over now. So, so and that's that's what I was like that's what you said earlier, like how Bama fans feel like I couldn't imagine Oh yeah. This is probably like this is probably like worse when like Bear Bryant died. Well, right. And well, also I, Bama fans might feel bad. The people who really feel bad are the boosters and the athletic director who didn't think they were gonna have to deal with this problem for another four years. Like they thought they had more time with Saban and now they have an incredible decision to make in who to go replace the greatest college football coach of all time. And that's why I think Deion Sanders is the perfect pick for them because he's got the accolades, you know, he's got a um, great record at Colorado for his first year, um, years and years, decades of coaching experience in the college level. And um, I think Dion would be a great fit for them. So, well, well, my my best fit for uh, Alabama is Billy Napier. Yeah, yeah, even better. S- yeah. Saban, Saban <laughs> prodigy, understands the process. Um, you know, has has he had a, you know, his first two years in Florida were were kind of bad. He had he had to um, you know, he he just wasn't uh, he's perfect for Alabama. Yeah, just plug him in, he'll win a cha- he'll win championships right. over there. Exactly. So. Let's talk about our big boards, Matthew. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to end up being Lane Kiffin because he knows Alabama. He knows the SEC. He's had success at Ole Miss, and with more resources at Alabama, I think he could be successful. I think the only reason it wouldn't be Lane Kiffin is for his off-the-field, like all of his antics on social media and stuff. I don't know if the Alabama brass is going to want to – deal with that but I think that's probably who they're going to be leaning towards because he's already in the SEC I think the perfect fit for them would be Dan Lanning he is Dan such Lanning a good, that's that's perfect. He's a, a player coach right now with the way NIL is and the transfer portal you don't need necessarily 100% hard-ass coaches you need coaches that are going to get players to play for you and believe in you and you need player coaches in the, in college right now. I think he would be probably the best fit. And Dabo, I think he's my third one on my big, hot Berg's big board. Um, Dabo, I think he's proven he he you know brought Clemson out of the absolute trenches of irrelevance and has kept them relevant for a long time. Even his bad seasons are ten win seasons. And um, I think he's he's. Loves Alabama. He's been at Alabama. Like he um, would be a good fit for them, also. So those are my three. It would be hilarious if they hired like Jimbo Fisher or Deion Sanders, but I think it's I think it's going to be Lane or 
or Bill Belichick might be on the board too, but we'll see. Well, also, well, another coach you got to think about too. So my my big board is kind of almost similar to yours, but um, the first name I have. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. It just said my internet connection was unstable. I don't know why. Uh-oh. But if you can hear me and everything, it's all good. Yeah. So my big board consists of my number one pick is uh, Dan Lanning. And Dan Lanning, so Dan Lanning coached with Nick Saban in Alabama as a grad assistant. Um, worked at a worked at worked for Kirby. And that's the thing. He worked for Saban and Kirby. Yeah. At a Georgia. And then he became the head coach at Oregon. And right now, like, I mean, if I'm an Oregon fan, I'm I'm worried right now because this is the best. I mean, right now it's the best job in the country. Yeah. And well, it, it's the biggest job in the country. It's the biggest job of this coaching cycle. And, um, you know, I think Lanning's just a perfect fit for uh, Alabama. He understands how to recruit in the SEC. He understands today's college football. Right. He knows how, you know, he knows how to, he can develop and, you know, he, but the biggest thing is like, so, oh, and I'll get get back to that in a sec. Uh, My second choice is Kalen DeBoer. So Kalen DeBoer is not coached in the in the South in the Southeast Southeastern Conference or anything or ever, but he's done a great job at Washington. He's got a hell of a coaching staff that I think would uh, follow him to Alabama. But the Seahawks job, you know, since that just opened up, that's very very intriguing. But that's it. Does he want to go to the NFL? Does he want to stay in college football? Right. So I have no idea when what to do, but I bet Seattle's going to do everything they can to keep him. My third choice for the job, and it, it's kind of like the same list as yours. Is um is Lane Kiffin, and you know just because Lane Kiffin, just like Dan Lanning, has been in Alabama before, became a successful coordinator over there. Um, you know he's he's been a head coach at Tennessee, been a head coach at USC, got fired, went to the, the Bama School of Coaching Rehab, and uh, you know became a great play caller. Goes to FAU, becomes the head coach, and comes to Ole Miss, and you know it, it'd be it'd be very very crazy for Ole Miss for Ole Miss fans to see their head coach go to a rival. But, I mean, at the same time, it's you have a better chance to win a national championship at Alabama than you do Ole Miss. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You, can, you can have the same philosophy that you have at Ole Miss, but you can also you, – you're Alabama. You can recruit. You can get players to come. Now, you don't have – now, the thing about Alabama over the years, it's like they've been so dominant because of Nick Saban right. and their history. They yeah. have a storied history, but they, they need to take that next step after Bear Bryant. And that was hiring Nick Saban, and he won six national championships. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Kiff, I think those are the, the top three. But here's the thing that the, all three of those coaches cannot do. They can't fill his shoes. No. Uh-uh. It doesn't matter if they're the greatest coach right now in the game. None of them can fill the shoes. Yeah. None of them can do what he's been able to do for the past, like, 20, 30 years as a head coach. Yeah. Like, I mean, like. Six national championships, and yeah, it's impossible. I mean, honestly, I'd be scared to death to take that job because it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that fan base is like, all right, we're going to win a national championship right. this year. We, it's, we have a standard at Bama. It's all set. Yeah. You know, we're going to win one this year. Well, your first Bama, like nine win season, you're fired essentially. Like, you have to win oh, yeah. 10 games or you're the worst team in college football. Yeah. I mean, their fans have zero tolerance for, um, Losing another one that I didn't even think about would be Kirby Smart, but he's he's at 
Georgia. There's no chance he leaves Georgia. He, he's but, back at his alma mater. Yeah. But, I mean, if Alabama just wants to. Another thing about Dabo, too, is he's from Birmingham, Alabama. So just a little. Yeah. A little nutmeg but, I mean, there. He's, yeah. And, I mean, if you think about Dabo, too. So uh, Dabo Sweeney went to Alabama. He played for Alabama, was on the 1992 national championship team. Um, You know, his Clemson players hasn't been. His players love him, which would be yeah. like you have to have that in college football now. But, you know, it, it's also like, you know, Dabo doesn't really agree with what's going on in today's college football. But at the same time, it's like he that's why he's not winning at Clemson. You go to Alabama where you don't have to do as much work that you did at Clemson. You, you built something special. You built it in, you know, like 15 years. You turned a team that was averaging like seven wins a year to a two-time national champion and a power in college football. But, you know, Clemson has lost that for the past three seasons. And, you know, Dabo, how, how old is Dabo? Like in his 50s? He's, yeah, 54. Yeah, You know, I mean, it'd be a big task to go to your – but you get to go back to your alma mater try to win a national championship for them, I mean, and Phil take Nick Saban's spot. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, those – Another coach to look at too, and this one I don't know if it's actually going to happen, is uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, so D'Amico Ryan's played at Alabama before Saban got there. Uh, was like an All American linebacker. Uh, has worked his way up, and you know, coaching in the NFL was coached the uh, 49ers defense. Became the so he knows defense, and yeah. he's the head coach of the Texans. But they're and they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I was about but, to say I, I don't see him. What he's built at. Uh, a terrible Texans franchise. Like he's yeah. he might be set there for a little while, but but yeah, I mean definitely. I don't know. But, It'd I mean, be hard when, to when Mama come, when Mama when when Mama calls home, you answer exactly. You no, know, the Alabama job is open. Yeah, you know the school that you went to and everything is open, and yeah, you know you could get an opportunity to be the head coach. Yeah, the the thing is. Alabama is going to have to play us, LSU. Like, coaches that are looking at this job might be like, oh, I have to play LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia. Like, there are powerhouse uh, programs in the SEC, and that might be intimidating too, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Speaking of coming back home, Matthew, Bo Davis – Coming back to LSU, um, what a day for sports news. I mean, it was just one after the other after the other uh, this whole week, really. But, um, yeah, what can you say about Bo Davis returning? So, I mean, dude, what, what a year it's been for LSU, a new year. Harlan Berry, the number one running back, commits. Bryce Underwood commits. LSU hires Blake Baker. They hired Bo Davis today, which would, I thought would be the most dominating news story today. And then Nick Saban retires. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing that another coach retiring is good news for that's like the whole conference. Well, well, Bo Davis was one of Nick Saban's assistants. He's one of the first assistants he hired at LSU. So, so Bo Davis played for LSU in the '90s as a defensive lineman, and then when uh, Nick Saban got the head coaching job at LSU, he hired Bo Davis on the strength and conditioning uh, staff. So, uh, Bo Davis uh, played for LSU from 1990 to 1992. Uh, he was a grad assistant from 1995-1997. 
Um, and then Nick Saban brought him back in 2002 to be an assistant strength conditioning coach. He won a national championship, his first one. Nick Saban followed Saban the Dolphins in 2006, 2010, and 2014, 2015. He was with Nick Saban titles, four national championships with Nick Saban. And between that time, he was at Texas coaching the defensive tackles. And then he left Alabama after like some recruiting scandal, went to the Jaguars, and then uh, was on Frank Wilson's staff, actually. Frank Wilson's staff at sent Texas San Antonio as a defensive line coach in 2017. Then Bo Davis went to the NFL with the Lions before Texas hired him back. And uh, one, one of the most notable, and then he comes back to LSU. Uh, he was a second-team All-SEC in 1992 and a three-time national champion. Yeah, 2003, 2009, 2015. But uh, one of the things I saw today on, on uh, Twitter was when they kept bringing that video up of uh, Bo Davis yeah. on the team bus, yeah, the players. Yeah. And, like, that's something that our defense is starving for. Right. He's an intense guy. He's known as he's – I mean, he's a he's one of the top recruiters. He's been, I think he's one of the top defensive line coaches in college football, probably one of the best recruiters in the game right now. Yeah. So but this is a massive hire. For LSU, and you know, I didn't. I, I think this kind of tops hiring Blake Baker because this was someone. This is somebody that said, like, you know, a report came out that Bo Davis was not going to leave Texas. He's going to remain in Texas because it's Texas money, all that old money and everything. And now, and they just were LSU, in a what's LSU crazy? Just swipes him away. Yeah, what's crazy to me is they were just in a college football playoff game. Like they were the top four team in the country. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's crazy to me is they were that close to a national championship and he still leaves, which, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy to me that um, he would leave Texas for that, especially when they're building something. But like we said, the same way our offensive coordinator left, it's like when home calls, then it's hard to say Well, mama calls home. Yeah. When mama calls home, you answer. Yeah. So, huge, so, yeah. huge for our defense. And didn't we just know, lose uh, two uh, defensive – didn't we just lose two defensive linemen too? Like, Well, yeah, that's another thing. We lost – Mikai Wingo uh, declared the draft, and we lost Mason Smith yeah. yesterday on a Tuesday. And that's an incredible, huge loss because – and th- this is the thing, and I may rant a little bit about this, but Mason Smith is not a first-round pick. He's not a second-round pick. He's about a third or fourth round pick. Why would you go to the NFL when you have a chance to make more money in college football and have a chance to get better and you know keep working and maybe be a first round pick? Yeah. I mean, for the past three seasons, Nick Saban on all mock mock boards and everything was a top five pick. And, you know, he had what he I think he was like 14th in tackles this season, and he decides, oh, I'm gonna go to the NFL. Like, and I think so right now LSU only has Jacoby and Guillory coming back, Jalen Lee, who played a couple of games, and then two freshmen next year. Yeah. So you're you are so thin on the defensive line, but um we got now our that Bo coach. Davis has been hired. What? We got our coach for him though. Yeah. Now now that he's been hired, helps on the way. Right. So um I know that Texas has a commit for twenty twenty four. Well, he's already signed with Texas, uh Melvin Hills. He was like a three-star out of Lafayette Christian Academy. So since he signed, he's not gonna he, he's not gonna leave Texas. Probably he'll maybe he'll come back next year. But uh really, really big hire by Brian Kelly. Uh it shows you he's not playing around. He wants to win a championship. 
and I think being you know being at LSU for two years, kind of under you know bringing in your guys from Notre Dame and guys that you know and they can't get the job done, you fire them. Yeah, you know, we can win ten wins every year, or we can win a national championship. Yep. And hiring Blake Baker and hiring Bo Davis, and I've heard uh, I, I did see a report today that uh, LSU could be bringing in Missouri's defensive line coach Kevin Peoples. It says uh, he's pursuing uh, Kevin Peoples. Um, it's successful. It's logical that Peoples would coach edge defenders, while Davis would primarily would primarily focus on the interior defensive linemen. Missouri is also striving to retain Peoples. Peoples has coached with Blake Baker as Missouri in the past two seasons. He's also quite familiar with Louisiana, having served on Willie Fritz's staff at Tulane for four seasons in New Orleans. Mm. LSU's, in, LSU's investing heavily on a defensive turnaround. Baker signed a three-year contract averaging $2.5 million annually, and Davis was among the highest-paid position coaches in the nation, earning $1 million at Texas. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Alexander, the advocate, tweets that the Bo Davis deal is three years beginning at 1.25 mil and then 1.35 mil and finally 1.5, 1.45 mil. Yeah. So that's how much is that? <laughs> I don't know. 1. 1.25, 1.35, 1.45. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's almost like 4 million. 5 million. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 5 million. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, def- definitely. Yeah, huge. And um, to me, it's like 2024 LSU is going to be good. It just stinks that like 2025, I think, is going to be the true test because we are having so much turnover right now. And it's unfortunate because year three is now for Brian Kelly. And so we expect success, but he's replacing both of his coordinators and his entire defensive staff. So... Obviously, we're going to have high expectations, but it's going to be difficult to replicate um, immediate success. But we have the best, you know, some of the best coaches in the SEC. Yeah. Um, so the expectations will be high. Like the, the foundation should be set. And I think Brian Kelly is sending a message and setting the culture that 10 wins is not enough and the national championship is the goal. So. Yeah, when you gotta go fifteen and 0, 14 and one, thirteen and two, yeah. and the next year it's all gonna change. So it could be like, like yeah, what, 20, <laughs> yeah like seventeen twenty and zero, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> seventeen that's and true. zero. It's, it's that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, and that it, it's and that, I think that's another reason why Saban stepped away because I mean college football is totally gonna be it's gonna be a different model next year. Yeah, you're gonna have multiple teams and new conferences, um, just playing each other. You know, right. Washington plays Washington plays Michigan again. In uh, in like October fifth or something in Seattle. Yeah, that's huge. So that's gonna be a, that's a huge game, and yeah. um, those two teams LSU, could look completely different too. Right, and that, yeah, they could be out with they could be both without their head coach. Yeah, you know, I don't know where Michigan's gonna go for a coach. I, I well, actually, no, Michigan's gonna stay in house. They're gonna hire Sharon Moore as the next head coach. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's the offensive coordinator, and you know, Michigan has always been known for not for just that they, they want to hire a Michigan man, right? And you know, that means somebody who played for Michigan or means somebody coached at Michigan. You know, yeah. the last time Michigan hired somebody outside was uh, you know, 
that what could have who could have been the next Alabama head coach in two after two thousand and six, uh, Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which all all the fan all the Alabama fans who decided for the past seventeen years, I'm not watching Alabama football. I yeah. like Rich Rodriguez. He should have been our head coach. Yeah. They can finally now come out and uh, say seventeen years we're finally free. Right. Rich Rod for head coach for Bama. Some people might be saying too, why doesn't Alabama hire in-house? I think that position is just too big. They could get probably any coach they wanted. Uh, but two yeah. things can be true at the same time. One, they're not going to hire inside because that position is too big and they can go get a superstar head coach. But also, I think any smart person is going to be insane to take that job. Like to follow Nick oh, yeah. Saban, it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire. The pressure, like you just said, um, the pr- I, yeah. like you have to, for like a Dan Lanning, I think he should stay let, cause the next guy is probably going to be there for like three or four years. He's going to win 10 games and they're going to say, that's not enough get out of here and they're going to fire him. And um, like the, whoever is the next head coach after this next guy is probably going to be a good head coach, but I don't know. We'll see. Unless they hire like Bill Belichick or something, but even Belichick doesn't want to deal with NIL. So Belichick, I mean, he still wants to coach. Like he's still like, there's, I've I've seen that. I've seen many uh, people say, oh, he's going to go to the chargers or something, which is like, that's a good place for him to go. I mean, yeah. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, seventy some years old. I mean, seven. I think he's like seventy one. Yeah. I think Saban's older than Belichick, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, like he deserves retirement. I'll tell you that. Both. Oh of them do. yeah, yeah. Um, anything else for Bo Davis? Um, all the only thing I hope with Bo Davis is hopefully we can get some good defensive linemen, especially from Texas. Texas has a couple. I think Texas has like a nose guard or. A defensive tackle that man, I would I would love to see him maybe transfer over because we just yeah. we need so much help in that defensive line. Yeah, losing Mason Smith to me and, and to me, I just I don't get why he decided to transfer. I mean, decided to go to the draft. I I don't get that any player decides to take to you know if they're going to go in the fifth round, oh, I'm going to go to the NFL. Well, you're not going to make that much money. Yeah, you're, it's going to be a lot harder to play. Stay in college, try to work your way up to get a first round, be a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, not even like even like a late first, like a late first round pick is like hard. I mean, if you're a top five pick, go. I bet he's. But if you're, he's probably trying to figure out how he can undeclare for the draft right now. Like, I wouldn't yeah. doubt that he comes back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But well, yeah, he we'll he see. definitely he could still definitely come back. Um, I will tell you that we got the number you know Dominic McKinley's coming in next fall. You know, I, I would love for a guy that like I would love for a guy like that to sit on the bench. But man, if he's ready to go, ready to play, play him. And you yeah. got the best defensive line coach coaching him, right? Yeah, and developing him. And the, the one thing I hope for this position is, I hope Bo Davis stays. I hope Bo Davis doesn't go anywhere else. Doesn't I mean he he's going back to Louisiana, coming back home. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I don't think he's going to coach for any any longer. He's he's pretty up there in age, and I think he's you know this is the last stop for him too. Yeah. But I just hope he can stay for what, like six years? Yeah. Seven years. Not he's only fifty three. Oh yeah. Yeah. But but like that position from 
the time that like Brick Haley left and then Ogeron took over, I think you've had like seven or eight head co- defensive line coaches in like seven to six years. Yeah, and it's just been rotating door, and you know, for Mason, I will, I will say this for Mason Smith. You know, you you had Andre Carter, who played in the NFL, became defensive line coach. You had Ed Ogeron, kind of there overseeing everything. You go from that to Jamar Kane, and then Jamar Kane abruptly leaves because he hates Matt House, thinks he's a dick, and then he goes to. Well, I shouldn't have said that. And then uh, they hired Jimmy Lindsey as a defensive line coach, and then Jimmy Lindsey gets sick. So then you move John Jansen to defensive line coach, and he has no idea what he's doing. So they bring in Pete Jenkins, which did you uh did did you listen to Pete Jenkins? I'm, I'm kind of going off, but did you hear Pete Jenkins' uh, interview today on Matt Moscona's show? No. So Pete Jenkins uh, is a recruiting is a legend at LSU, and probably in the SEC. He's recruit uh, he coached LSU like three or four different stints. He's 83 years old. He came back and coached this year under Brian Kelly or kind of helped out with the defensive line. And he was uh he was crying in today's uh in that interview. Cause he worked he worked for Nick Saban, I think, for like two seasons at hey. LSU. And you know, just he said, I'm just I'm stunned. Yeah. Um and he, he was talking about how like NIL and like, you know, everything in today's college football is different. He brought up an example. He said he was talking to a coach. And the coach was on the phone with the player. And the player was going to come and everything. And he asked the coach, hey, look, coach, I'm not coming because you're not going to pay me enough money. And then he decommitted and everything. And then he had talked to three different players, and they all decommitted. Yeah. So that that's what sucks about the whole NIL thing. To right. Me. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, incredible that when – Brian Kelly fired the whole defensive staff. I was thinking, holy smokes, how is he going to replace all these guys? And he went and got the one of the best linebackers coach in college football and then the best defensive line coach in college football. So it's like so far we've got a pretty damn good track record on – or he does, not we, but he. <laughs> so. well, and, and you also got to think about this too. Um what is Blake Baker? So Blake Baker coached linebackers at LSU. Um, at Missouri, he coached safeties, and he was a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, right now, LSU doesn't have a safeties coach. I've heard rumors that I mean, these are just rumors. These, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, LSU I think is trying to hire the defensive back coach from Texas A and M, who was with Jimbo, uh, TJ Rushing, as the safeties coach. And the the plan is to hire Corey Raymond, which hasn't been announced yet. But like yeah, Raymond's in Baton Rouge, and you know the, you've already announced the you know but you, the, the amount of Louisiana people you have in your defensive staff: Blake yeah. Baker, Bo Davis. It's like offense. Offense. You have you know Joe Sloan coached Louisiana Tech for nine seasons. He's not from Louisiana, but he coached at Tech for nine years. Frank Wilson, Cortez Hankton, and Brad Davis all from Louisiana. Yeah. Now you have Blake Baker. You have uh, Bo Davis. You could have Corey Raymond. So now that's three coaches. So I think that's what Brian Kelly understands. Okay, I need to hire coaches that have a connection to Louisiana or know how to recruit in the state because the coaches he brought from Notre Dame were like, oh, we got to recruit nationally and everything. Well, it didn't work, work out. Like so that. Yeah. Didn't work like that. I mean, a, a three star 
in New Orleans is probably equivalent to a five star in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to get the right guys to come in there because they know how to find them. All right. Yeah, it's cool too it's that like, we we have like the best offensive line coaching, but like. Brian Kelly develops offensive lines, and now we have a good defensive line too. Like in the trenches, we're going to be solid no matter what, and that's like that's where everything gets the foundation of your team develops on the line. So, right. Well, you got you got the tandem of uh, Brad Davis and Bo Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. um. The, the I saw like uh, Will Rosen tweeted. He's like the law firm of Davis, and Davis yeah, is about to yeah. dominate for LSU. Yeah, dude. But uh, it, it definitely shocked me because I, I did not think we were going to get Bo Davis. I thought I thought the next defensive line coach. I would have loved to have gone back to the Bron- go to the Broncos and take Jamar Kane back, but I mean, when you get Bo Davis, it's like that's that's really all you need right there. Yeah. So, uh, massive hire by Brian Kelly. Uh, I do think Woodward Scott Woodward has helped out a lot in all these hires, giving Brian Kelly advice. And, you know, it's funny because Brian Kelly fired Blake Baker and he fired Corey Raymond, and now he's rehiring these guys. Yeah. But what's and, – and there were a lot of people that were talking about Corey Raymond saying, well, he's done. He hasn't done – he you know hasn't done anything for L- – this, this, this one douchebag on a – I'm going to pull this guy up just to call him out. So this this guy LSU all day like tweeted about Corey Raymond saying like we don't need Corey Raymond back he was bad his last two years of LSU okay genius he was not the he was not he was not the reason why we were so bad he was bad because that your freaking head coach was taking pictures in bed with women not like being a team leader with your players and um yeah I don't know it was Ed Ogeron's fault and Corey Raymond was in that system. If you bring Coy Raymond into a Brian Kelly system where everything's all business, he'll get the job done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think too, so, like Kelly was just trying to clean house. Like that's what you do when you take over a program. So it's good that he's come to his senses about those kind of things. So Yeah. And I mean, okay. and I don't blame Brian Kelly for doing what he did. It, Everything else right. had to be changed. It, right. was, it was a toxic environment. Exactly. It was just, it was, it was losing. You know, yeah. I think Ogeron said like, he's going to get a great team and everything. Well, where's the team at? You only have 39 players on the roster. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and like Brian, I think like Brian Kelly like said, like a couple of weeks into the job, this is one of the worst ran organizations I've ever seen in all my years as a head coach. Yeah, it's it's one of the best brands, but it's one of the worst like ran organizations. So yeah. he had to clean house, yeah. and you know, if he went back, he probably would say maybe I should have kept. And he, I think he admitted he said I should have kept. You know, maybe had some talks to other coaches, but at the time that wasn't his mindset. It was I got a clean house. Yeah, but if if you know bringing back Blake Baker is huge, and if you can get it done with Coy Raymond, which I I mean I think he's very well open to do it, that's big too. Now yeah. you got three coaches on your defensive staff that can recruit the state of Louisiana. All right. You got to – I mean, the, the, fact, the fact is you, you, you've locked down the state. You've signed nine out of the ten top players in the state for 2024. That has not happened, I think, since like 2016. Yeah. I think we got I think we got either nine out of the top ten or we got like eight out of the top ten. But, you know, for BK to do that with a weak defensive coaching staff is is – 
is huge. Yeah. Now he's got elite coaches that, you know, a lot of players are not going to say, hey, like, you know, I was going to go to Texas because of Bo Davis. I'm going to go to LSU. You know, I was going to go to A&M. I'm going to go to LSU now. Yeah. Yeah. And the transfer portal, too. We can still get guys through the portal. So lots of opportunity. Um. Oh, the Michigan. Hey. Go ahead. Hey, what? Oh, no, sorry. I was just watching the. Uh, I'm watching the Michigan. I'm watching the Tennessee Mississippi State game. Uh, Mississippi State just upset Tennessee. I think Tennessee was talking about for basketball. Like, yeah, Mississippi State just beat Tennessee, oh. and a uh, a a a guy in a banana suit tried to rush the court, and the cops just arrested him. <laughs> nice. Yeah, LSU is 2-0 in conference play right now. So is McNeese. So, college hoops. Um, also, we didn't even mention the Michigan-Washington game. <laughs> that was oh, – yeah. uh, I mean, <sighs> there's so much to say. We're already almost at an hour here, so I don't – you know, people – this isn't the first place you're going to get your Michigan-Washington information. I think that – uh, there was a lot of holding that Michigan was doing that was not called, and then they called Washington for holding, and that affects the game. Two huge plays that Washington had um, got called back for holding, and you never know how that momentum can swing. Towards the end of the game, it was like 13-20. Washington was marching down the field, and they got called back and um, yeah. kind of killed their momentum. Um, as far as Heisman wise, we now see why Jaden Daniels uh, won the Heisman because Michael Penis Jr. didn't perform. Uh, he still <laughs> doesn't have the stats that Jaden has, and he played two more games than him. Um, and also, uh, I think that Michigan, like I like Jim Harbaugh. I think he's a nice guy. Whatever the whole cheating thing, I've talked about it before. I think everybody's doing what they're doing. But I think that this the all of these wins are going to get vacated in like a year. So like yeah, congratulate Michigan. I'm sure is enjoying this. It's not going to matter to the players that won it that the wins got vacated because like once you win it and you have the celebration and the party, that's what it's about anyway. But I yeah. think that like the NCAA isn't done investigating this, and they're probably going to end up like vacating all this. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to leave for the NFL, but that's just, you know, there's so much to be said about that whole situation. And I just don't, at this point it's been talked about enough. So I don't think secondhand sports needs to spend much time on it, but yeah, Michigan won dominant, very dominant uh, on the run game. They ran it down their throats. And that's what I talked about. Like Michigan's offense is good. And Michigan's defense is really good. Washington's offense is good. But Washington's defense was like the the weak link in their chain, and I think that's what broke down for them. But um, they were a fun team to watch. It, it was a good game, I feel like, until kind of the very end when Michigan just just put their knee down on their neck, like really just stamped them out. So um, anything else for the college football national championship, Matthew? Uh, Nothing else. I, I will tell you this, though, like, I, like for the next like four months, Michigan fans, great for Michigan to win a national championship. Uh, unfortunately, it probably won't you know last for the fans, but like you said, the players it's going to last for the players. Um, yeah, de de it definitely was um good for, good for Michigan. I, I bet less miles, 
uh, after seeing those two first rushing touchdowns in the game, yeah, uh, was probably was probably uh, eating a lot of grass and throwing his hat like I could have done that in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Michael Penix Jr. He did, you know, he did play hurt as well. That's true. But, uh, he was hurt, but I mean, even before he got hurt, that that one pass he overthrew Roma Duze. Uh, you know, Jaden Daniels probably would have made that completed that pass right there. Or, I don't know, ran for like 50 yards. Yeah. Or, I mean, shit, dude. We were, LSU was a top 50 defense away from playing in a Being in that game. Yeah. Being, maybe being in that game, maybe winning that game. Yeah. You know, Brian Kelly's not looking for defensive coaches. We're celebrating a national championship. Yeah. And Brian Kelly's second season. And I think, I was about to I say, I think Brian Kelly, the second what? national championship in the last five years, too. Yeah, with, with and you, your your team still isn't like completely there yet, especially your defense. But with the coaches you hired, that's that's going to change. Yeah, that's going to change big time, and especially since Alabama is uh we we didn't we didn't talk about this, but think about the players at Bama right now who came to Alabama to play for Nick Saban, right? Not to go play for Dan Lanning or Dabo, or they're there to play for Saban. He's gone. Shoot, where's the next place I best place I can go? Yeah. It's LSU in the SEC, or Georgia, but SEC West. Georgia, or, <laughs> yeah. Think, think about you know, you know Auburn. Uh, Auburn fans rolled a tumor's corner tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I think I, there's a story a while back, a long time ago. Um, after so allegedly after when Bear Bryant died, so Bear Bryant coached his final game like a month at before he died. And uh, the the story is, after he died, uh, they rolled Tumor's Corner. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. what's, also, what's crazy, too, is Bear Bryant retired at 69. You look at him, he's like an 80-year-old man or like a 90-year-old man just beating everything. You look at Nick Saban, he looks like he's in his 50s. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he looks great for his age. And his hair, too, is still like, yeah, he... Oh, he's he's losing some of that hair. I'll tell you that. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably oh, yeah, he'll, he'll so get, like he'll get some of it back. He's got to be like, finally, dude. I'm so so tired. <laughs> like, yeah, got to be exhausting. One of a kind for sure. Nick Saban. Um, moving over to the NFL. A lot of coaching changes and un changes that we were expecting to change. Mike Vrabel, I think, is the biggest one for me. That is unbelievable that they fired Mike Vrabel. Um, definitely, like, and it's been talked about before. Taylor Lewan, I think, had a good bit about it on Rich Eisen's show. He talked about how there's a lot of fingers being pointed, but uh, you couldn't point the finger at him. Like, he is the most consistent thing about that program, about the franchise. And um, I think, like, there was a tweet that I saw that was that was like the Viking. I mean, the Titans' best choice for head coach right now is Mike Vrabel because he's available. It's like that's yeah. that shows you that he that was the wrong choice, the wrong decision to fire him. But that's a that organization is just kind of a, a cluster, and he's going to end up at a good job. I can see him going to the Seahawks. He would rejuvenate that franchise because he's a player type coach. He's a good, you know, like he's he's been a player, and so he knows how it is. And 
all of his players love him, and um, I think he'd be good at Seahawks. Also, the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, uh, moving up to an analyst position, hell of a career for him also. I mean, that's another legend of the, the – you can't tell the story of football without Pete Carroll, college or NFL, because what he did with USC and um, the Seahawks, you know, very yeah. – uh, he was getting older in age too. I think he's like – 76 or something like that no he's no i think he's about i think he's at the same age as saban oh really okay no yeah, doesn't look like it 72 looks good for 72 i'll tell you yeah that. very good um, um the bears are keeping their coach for some reason that doesn't make any sense um and the saints are keeping their head coach for some reason that also doesn't make any sense makes zero sense <laughs> arthur smith fired from the falcons and I think that might be – oh, uh, there was another one. Oh, uh, Antonio, well, uh, Josh McDaniels, yeah. Well, that, Josh McDaniels, that was, that was early. Yeah, that was – wasn't there – I thought there was another one like – didn't uh, Ron Rivera get fired? Yeah, Ron That's Rivera got was. fired. He got fired. Yeah. So, um, lots of spots open um, and lots of like – I could see – Vrabel at the Falcons, too. That's a young team that could use some revitalization. Like, Vrabel is going to be fine wherever he goes. So, The Saints. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Like, for the love of God, just... Yeah. I just... um, I can't believe that we have fallen so far. Yeah. Where, where we are right now. We were one of the most structured, organized franchises in the NFL. You had Drew Brees, Sean Payton, just dominating. Michael those, Thomas, those, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Marquise Colston, you know Bush. Yeah, you can just go down the list of players that we had, and now it's a dumpster fire. It's a complete dumpster fire. Now, look, I went to the game on a Wednesday. I mean, on Sunday, I was boycotting the Saints until we were offered tickets from um, one of Kelsey's uh, good friends. So I, I was like, shit, let's just go. Let's go watch him. And you know, they look. I will tell you this: Derek Carr played a great game. And yeah. I've been so critical of Derek Carr, but look, I kind of I want to kind of apologize. <laughs> he is a good guy, good dude, and you know they have that team the talent. Has gotten better. That's what pisses me better off. Yeah, over the week, over the past couple of weeks, but they got better at the wrong time. Yeah, but at the end of that game, at the end of the freaking game, Dennis Allen finished the season what I think like eight and set uh like eight. Eight and seven, maybe not eight and seven. Uh, ten and seven, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Nine and eight. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what his record <laughs> is. On, I'm looking. I'm help is on the way. Hold on. Nine and eight. Okay, so has his first winning season in the, in his in, in his miserable, boring career as a head coach by one game. By one, by one game. game. By, by one game. But hey, it's a winning season. Awesome. You don't make the playoffs, but look, you kick the shit okay. out of the Falcons too. That's another. You, you beat good the thing. shit out of your. You beat the shit out of your rival, one of your most hated rivals. At the end of the game, Arthur Smith decides to go up to Dennis Allen and say, "That's fucking bullshit. What you did right here. That's fucking bullshit." And what happened at the end, we all saw they faked the knee and then scored a touchdown. And uh, this bozo decides to go up to the fucking microphone instead of celebrating with your team. Instead of celebrating. I want to apologize to the Atlanta Falcons for uh, going for two right there. Uh, that was not on me. That was on our players. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. 
fuck you. Sorry, but seriously, Dennis Allen has no balls. Yeah. To apologize to your one of your most hated rivals, a team that made fun of Steve Gleason for having ALS, a team that freaking has beaten you every for, you know, as just one of your hated rivals. I mean, you don't apologize to your rival. And if that throw, was, throwing your players under the bus too. Like not only yeah. just apologizing, but also saying it was a player's decision, it wasn't my decision. Like Handle that behind the scenes, dude. Nobody needs to know that. Like that was un. That was what killed me. Is if you hadn't, I mean, I think he lost the locker room in week like six, but he absolutely lost it forever and ever after that because you threw Jameis and uh, Jamal Williams, two of the most beloved players on the team. Like everybody loves those guys. The city loves Jameis Winston. The NFL loves Jameis Winston. To throw those guys under the bus for that, when you're you just destroyed, you finally had a creative game. You finally did something cool for once, and you just completely ruin it by apologizing and throwing your players under the bus. That was unbelievable, and I can't believe Loomis is keeping him. That's that's what kills me about well, this Loomis, whole thing. Loomis is an idiot too. Yeah, Loomis has been there longer than anyone's in that organization has been there, and he's not going to make a fucking move. Yeah, he's just gonna you know him and Gail, and then you have Gail Benson who just what gets the team because her husband because her husband dies, and she's like, hey, you can run the team now because like shit. She just smile on the sidelines like, hey, yeah, don't say it. Just like, like do something. Yeah. She's not gonna fire Mickey Loomis. Tom Tom Benson literally said in his will that Mickey Loomis has final say of everything that team of everything for that team. Yeah, which is fine. Like whatever. Not, not really. Not but, really. What's look? What's happened? Look what's happened yeah, the past couple yeah, of years. Right. You're right. That's he has true. to go. Look, Dennis Allen should have been fired Monday morning after what happened. Dennis Allen. If he doesn't get fired, fire Mickey Loomis. Yeah. Look, I love that. I love. I appreciate Mickey Loomis has done for the Saints, but you had Sean Payton and you had Drew Brees helping you out. With them, you can okay. I know who to draft and everything, and then you, know, you look like a genius. Now they're gone. He just looks like an idiot. Yeah. We're going to keep Dennis Allen. Get the fuck out of here. And Pete Carmichael, too. What do we do? Why? Yeah. It makes no sense. I'm like, look, I'm not watching the Saints next year. No. I'm saying that right now. I'm telling you, I watched like two games this year. Yeah. I watched highlights for the podcast, but I'm not giving them my ad revenue, so you can forget it, Saints. I gave, what, him a, I gave him like two hundred bucks last week, and here's so I'm my not happy about that. Yeah, you bought a twenty dollar hot dog. They yeah, like a forty seven dollar like yeah. beer. Here's the thing about that too is like, if the franchise, if Mickey Loomis and the franchise doesn't respect me as a fan, like we show up for them. That's what stinks is there's gonna be fans that show up for them next year. And they don't respect the fans. They don't care. Like they think we're stupid and we're just gonna follow it anyway. And I'm like I'm boycotting them. I did it this year too because of how anemic the whole entire team was. Um and yeah, I'm not doing it. So I mean like okay, fine. You wanna keep Dennis Allen? Okay, no one's gonna show up. Nobody right. wants to go to the games. Those players, Nobody wants to watch a those players aren't gonna show up either. The players aren't gonna play yeah. for him. That's what I tweeted about it. Like, 
You lost. You just lost the locker room by put throwing them under the bus. Nobody's going to play for you. The players will quit on you. There's no way this is just going to work out and the guys are going to get stronger. The only reason they're going to play is for each other, and I'm sure they're going to screw it up this year. You had Jamal Williams, who had the most touchdowns of any running back last year, and he had he finally got his first touchdown of the season on the last play of the season. And that's what like that's what you turn it into a big cry fest about, oh, I'm sorry to the Falcons and that's that was a player decision to get yeah. the guy that you got to score touchdowns and you couldn't get him one. The players finally make a decision to get that guy a touchdown and you and throw then, them. And then under you the say bus. I won with the players in that decision. That was Unbelievable. Decision. Okay. Well you're literally telling us now that you hate that the the locker room's divided against you. They don't like you at all. Yeah. They don't want to play for you. So yeah. I mean What's what are you still doing here? Yeah, I mean, this, dude, all we're going to get from Gail Benson is this right here. This that's all we're going to get next year of her. <laughs> like, look, I understand what Tom Benson's done for the Saints. I love that, but what is she going to do? She's not going to make any moves. She's not going to fire Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis literally did so much shit for their family. She's not going to fire him. Yeah, Mickey Loomis has the safest job in New Orleans. Yeah, and to me, he should be the first one out. You hire a new general manager. This Allen guy, he's shit. Yeah. Fires him, brings in, like, I don't know, Vrabel, brings in, like, Doug Peterson. I mean, I don't know. Nick Saban. I mean, shit, we're getting all the time. Yeah. You don't even have to figure that out, too. Like, Loomis should be aware of this. He has one of the worst records of all the head coaches in NFL history. Like, this is not a something they, you have they, they to, wanna, like, they, they want to keep it together because they want to keep the culture together. Yeah. And look. It's a terrible I mean, I culture. The culture stinks. It's a terrible culture. You 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 throw all the older players on. I mean, look, I get the players are getting a lot older and everything. But, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just. If you're not going to make, if you're not going to make the easiest change you can make, I'm not giving you, I'm not, I'm not watching you. Yeah. No, I'm not watching you. I'm not giving you anything. I'm not going to your games. I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to watch the Texans this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they got a young quarterback. They got a great coach. Could, could maybe go to Alabama. Yeah. But yeah, right yeah. now they're in the playoffs and right. We have, we have a, we have a lame ass bozo as our head coach. who's was a freaking loser. One yeah. of the biggest losers on the planet Yeah. with, you know, and look, Derek, Derek Carr. I think that was also bad because. The loser drafted Derek Carr. Yeah. But but when, you know, Derek Carr had one great season without him. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I just I just think that Dennis Allen is a, you know what. Yeah. Not yep. Say and it, uh, we have a, what? according to preseason standings, too, we have a easy strength of schedule next year, too. So, doesn't, we'll get a whole another yeah, whole another year of like we got the easiest schedule and we still lost like ten games. And um yeah, if you don't respect me as a fan who has dedicated time and money and like yeah. hopes and dreams Support. to your franchise, then I'm streaming all your games on Stream East. I don't care. You're not getting my ad revenue, so you can well, I'm not it. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah. Um here's a good tweet right here I saved. The other day, I remember Dennis Allen saying firing people midseason doesn't help and won't fix anything. The Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers 
made in-season changes. Both teams made the playoffs. Yeah, the Saints went went with continuity. They'd be at home. They'd be they'll be home watching the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah. This is the crazy thing too. The Patriots lose Tom Brady. They get Mike Jones. They make the the playoffs. Peyton uh Peyton Manning leaves the uh wait the Patriots lose Tom Brady, and you know Mike Jones takes over makes it to one year of the playoffs. Okay, he made the playoffs. Congratulations. Um, Peyton Manning leaves. And um, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck takes over, and makes the playoffs. I mean, makes it to the AFC Championship. Drew Brees retires. Saints have yet to make the pl- the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. And in, in one of the just... easiest divisions too, the Panthers are an absolute dumpster fire. The Falcons yeah. just fired their head coach. Ever since Tom Brady left the Buccaneers, they've been like a dumpster fire too. They don't know. They have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback in there in the playoffs. Like, what is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What it makes it just and you, I mean when when you when you have an opportunity to you have a moment to seize the opportunity and try to be, get better, you know we're just you know what just just being average is okay. That that yeah. this is how Dennis Allen would say you know exactly. we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing and yeah. we're not gonna and that's I mean ever ever since it was like it was like they played the Arizona Cardinals and Andy Dalton had like three interceptions in the first half and when that motherfucker said we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing yeah I said. This guy is a freaking loser, man. Yeah, that is I mean, a loser and, and, mentality. And then, and then, in like week three this year, we play the Green Bay Packers. We're up seventeen zero. We're gonna win the game. Nope, we lose. Yeah, I, I've always been a good believe, big believer in this. And it may not seem fair to a lot of people, but you should always run up the score. Yeah, you should always run up the score. Yeah, because you never Especially know what's in, gonna happen in NFL, the NFL. You have to. Jimmy Jimmy Johnson has a. He he's talked about so. This is a good story from him. From in 1985, he was the head football coach of the uh, of University of Miami, and they played Boston College. They played uh, Maryland. They were up 31 nothing nothing on Maryland going to halftime. They lost the game 41 38. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, they played. Uh, Bill Belichick played. Go ahead. They played in like the next the next game. They uh, were playing Boston College. And that was when Doug Flutie had that. Uh, remember that hell, hell, uh, Mary about Doug Flutie. Remember Doug Flutie? Yeah. That hell, Mary pass. They lost that week too. And that was yeah. a comeback. So that's why Jimmy Johnson says you always pour it on him. Just pour it on him. Don't let him up. They get well, pissed off about it. Stop him. It's exactly. It's not. And uh, Bill Belichick's quote about it came. It like went reviral this weekend. It was basically talking about how it's the defense's job to stop it. It's the offensive's job offense's job to score. You're not going to tell an offense not to score. You're going to go out there and tell Jameis Winston and Jamal Williams to not score. Like if the defense, and I understand the, the controversy around this is that they were in the victory formation, which whatever it's the Falcons, your most hated I, rival score yeah, on them. I, I it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like their, their head coach is getting fired. Everything like just put it on him. If he gets pissed off the end yeah, of the game, who tough cares? Shit. Exactly. Why it's, it's the Falcons, and I think that's the part that Dennis Allen doesn't understand the culture of New Orleans. Like he's not a good fit for New Orleans, and Alvin Kamara doesn't deserve this. Michael Thomas doesn't I mean, deserve he's, this. He's, he's using out like Pete Carmichael's using Alvin Kamara as a freaking like two hundred and like fifty pound running back. Exactly, he's an all-purpose guy. Yeah, what he can weeks? catch the ball. 
Catch the ball in the backfield. Jamal Williams doesn't deserve this. Chris Olave doesn't deserve this. Jimmy Graham came back. He doesn't deserve this. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, they don't deserve this. Like they deserve Cam better. Cam Jordan's been around. Cam Jordan's been around the Saints for the you know the longest tenure Saint right now. He knows how to win, and it's just like I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just culture stinks. I don't know. Culture stinks. Culture sucks. You wanted to protect the culture. Well, sorry, it was going to get bad. You should have just yeah. started over, started brand new, hire a new coach, bring in a new quarterback, and it all would have worked out. But yeah, and you know, I, I don't know. We we talk about like in the draft for the Saints, it's always like okay, they always take a defensive end or cornerback, or like uh, you know, when they need a, a certain need a position, they just take a position that they probably could have yeah, waited offensive for. lineman or something. Yeah, yeah, and I think I thought that was a Sean Payton problem. What if that's a Mickey Loomis problem? Yeah. Yeah, we have what number fourteen this year. Yeah, yeah, which also sucks because it's like, yeah, all the you know, quarterbacks you lost are these be last gone. four games. Yeah, well, I, I did see on a mock draft today that Jaden Daniels is going to the Patriots. Hmm. Which I, I'm, I think it'll for. depend on who their coach is because if Bill Belichick's not there, it's going to be a whole different. Like he's their GM, so. Oh, dude, they 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 have to go after Vrabel. Yeah. I don't that, think Vrabel, Vrabel wants that job though. You don't want nobody's it because, nobody, of, because of the because of who you had to who you have to uh you have to you have to take in for this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. But if like the pressure to win there is so immense too, because Bill Belichick won them all those Super Bowls and he's getting fired. Like he should be able to leave that team on his own terms. If he's getting fired, yeah. then some guy that's gonna go and win 12 or 11 games is like that guy's going to get fired too, you know? So, um, well, it, that's they a, haven't been to, I mean, you know, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since Tom Brady. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, I thought Mac Jones would be the, the savior, but obviously Mac Jones is not the savior <laughs> no. of that franchise. No. Which also, every Alabama fan that talks about all oh, the 2020 Bama team is better. Well, uh, no yeah. Chance, did you, did brother. your quarterback go to a Super Bowl in his first full season? <laughs> yeah. No. An AFC championship game the next year. Yeah. I mean, your quarterback got shut out in the in, his, in the playoffs. So. Yeah. And two is about to get, like, the Dolphins are fun to watch, but they're not going to go the distance. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, in the only other coach that I forgot about, uh, the Bears. Matt Eberflus is staying for the Bears. At least we're not the Bears because – they haven't had success in decades, and they're like who, uh Who is that? Matt Eberflus? Yeah. That's the Bears head coach, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, he's the head coach. He's the head coach. Okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, did, did I get it's that? It's just a ran- random name. Yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. And they, yeah, are, that- they don't know how to use Justin Fields. And they're in a position to where they could – I think they have the number one pick. So it's like they could pick a quarterback and replace Justin Fields. They've just invested two years into him, and he's produced nothing for them essentially. Like they have the number one pick again. So, um, yeah, Ryan Poles is their GM and Matt Eberflus. They, that's, that is another franchise that is in chaos. So Yeah, well, they've – 
they've never been able to find a quarterback exactly. in their entire history. Yeah. Like, I think they said that. I think there was a tweet the other day. Also, a Ron, oh, never mind. Um, yeah, they they've just never had a quarterback. I don't I don't know how like you've you've never like I think they said like Justin Fields, like I think he threw over four thousand passing yards. It was the first time that's ever happened in the history of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, look, Chicago's it, it's all been about defense and everything, but man, that's just insane. They yeah, never had crazy. a great quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the best quarterback they had was Jim McMahon. Remember Jim McMahon? Yeah, crazy, crazy dude. Yeah. So yeah. at least we're not the Bears, but um, yeah, Jane Jane Daniels could go to the Bears, but um, that that dumbass reporter from ESPN, uh, Manuel Alco, saying like Caleb Williams needs to go to the Bears, and he's like hyping up Caleb Williams, saying like he should, he deserves everything he gets. I'm like, this dude, Caleb Williams is a freaking little prima donna bitch. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I would not draft Caleb Williams. I don't give a shit how great of an athlete he is. Like, you know, say, I remember I remember he was like talking about in the office. He was talking about this year, like as a part of my contract, I want to be able to own part of the NFL team. Like, dude, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who are you, dude? I don't know if that's was real, but yeah. No, that was real. Yeah. He I literally asked, was... like, I want to I want to own part of a team. Whoever I get drafted, like you're a fucking quarterback, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. All right. Anything else for NFL? That's, I mean, we'll cover the playoffs. Obviously, uh, it's the wild card round coming up this weekend, um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the playoffs. The Browns, Joe Flacco, uh, resurrected <laughs> from the dead, could face his old team and the Ravens if they if he wins this. Uh, if he beats the Texans, then um, that'll be interesting. They play the Texans, and they put, and they'll face the Ravens. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so. no, I th- you know, we we talked about it earlier in the week about I was saying like about like oh Todd Munkin, like he the Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Yeah, oh he'd come back to LSU, but you're like no, he's not coming back, man. He's nah. Lamar <laughs> Jackson's like the top player, right? Uh, in the league right now, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't realize that. There, yeah, they're probably gonna end up in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I you guess, saw uh, you saw Sean, you saw uh, John Harbaugh at the uh, national championship. Yeah, oh yeah, that's just so funny. Like he's just coaching, Jim's coaching the game, and John's like, he's like just oh, pops shit, up hey. out of nowhere. Yeah, what's it's up, crazy, what's up, brother? Like those, the parents of those two, like you have to be so proud of those oh, yeah. two guys, you know. That's and like yeah, if they have any siblings, I don't know if they have any siblings, but that's got to be tough to live up to. But well, this 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 is this is the crazy thing about the Harbaugh's. So Jim, so Jack Harbaugh, their dad, uh, won the national championship with uh, West Kentucky. You know who they beat in the national championship game two thousand and two? Who? McNeese State. Oh, oh wow! So oh. the dad, the dad hasn't is a national champion. Um, Jim Harbaugh is a national champion now in Michigan, and then John Harbaugh is a Super Bowl champion with the Ravens. Dang. So yeah, you that that's a proud mama. I'll tell you that. Yeah. If, you, if you saw like if you saw them after the game, like uh, Jack was like, he came up to the podium. He's like, "Who's got it better than us?" Yeah, nobody. nobody. Unreal. <clears throat> well, 
I, I about does it for I me. To, um, I, I did want to cover the talk about the playoff games. There's a, there's a couple of playoff games I want to talk about. Yeah. So uh, Green Bay is going to Dallas to face their former head coach, Mike McCarthy. You have that game, and then you have Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back to where, going back to Detroit. That's and Jared those Goff. Are Jared Goff versus oh, yeah. the Los Angeles Rams. You know, like the yeah. Goff. Yeah. But Matthew Stafford's coming that there with a Super Bowl ring and everything. And, you know, Jared Goff's trying to get there right now, too, which yeah. they got a good shot. Yeah. They got a pretty good shot to get there. That's crazy which, that they, th- those guys basically just flipped positions, like flipped uh, teams. And everybody thought that Goff got screwed in that deal because he got stuck with the Lions. And now they're, they're the hot team coming into the playoffs for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's the Detroit Lions first home playoff game since 1993. Yeah. And I think that was a, that's crazy. That was that was Brett Favre's first playoff win as a quarterback in the league. Nice. I just I was just thinking about that. I was like, that's yeah. the first win right there. He threw yeah. he threw a he threw a long pass. He like ran across the field and he threw the ball across the field to um Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp is Shannon Sharp's older brother, who um he had like a really bad like spinal like a spine injury. Um, he was blocking a defense, a cornerback, and the cornerback put his arms up and to- literally broke his, like, severed his spine or something, or broke his spine, Dang. ended his wow. career right there. Wow! Like, and his brother was actually better than him. Uh, yeah. Shannon Sharp's brother Sterling. Yeah, it was that. That was a, what could have been right there. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs game, I believe, if I remember correctly, is the one that's going to be on Peacock. Um, oh, it sucks. So, Stream East will be hot for that. It's going to be the Chiefs versus the Dolphins, which two, that's another Tyree Kill facing his former team. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be big. And then the Steelers versus the Bills, I feel like that's going to be, uh, Bills are going to. Hopefully they'll take care of business there. I like the Bills, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, the only you other know, game. Go ahead. You know what's crazy? Mike Tomlin and like I think people are like talking about he should get fired and everything. I'm like, dude, if you haven't realized this, the Steelers have had three head coaches since 1969. They've had Chuck Knoll. He won four Super Bowls. They had Bill Cowher, who you know lost a lot of home playoff games, but finally won a Super Bowl two years after two years before he retired. And, you know, Mike Tomlin, look, besides for uh, – actually, I don't think it's that good. Like three seasons, he's never had a losing record in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, yeah, he's that's been pretty above cool. 500. Yeah. yeah. He's always been above – He he's been either at or above 500. <laughs> I was about to say at or above. Um, the only other game we haven't mentioned is the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Um, I think that's the Eagles probably take care of business there, but it's the playoffs. Like once you get into a tournament, anything can happen. It'd be fun to see Baker Mayfield, um, go the distance and kind of, you know, make a NFC championship or something, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll cover that. I mean, we'll definitely have a better picture of the playoffs next week. Um, yeah, we cover that. So, 
anything else um at all just a just an unbelievable day seriously yeah I mean, yeah yeah we you know we've we've literally me and you have watched lsu football you know i've watched it when lsu won a national title in 2003 and i just said man we have it so good we got this guy nick saban as our head coach and then he leave, he tells us he's coming back but he goes to the dolphins then he goes to alabama and Wow, man! Seventeen seasons, six national championships. Um, he's won ten games in sixteen straight seasons. I'm literally reading off of this on the on, on uh, I'm watching a game right here. Uh, but uh, I mean, seriously, man. Like, I, I hated Nick Saban growing up. I mean, I, I hated. I didn't hate him, but I gained respect for Nick Saban after that 2018 national championship. Nick Saban had some big balls to replace a court, to replace Jalen Hurts, who only lost two games in his career at Alabama. Got you to both of those games, and he had a bad half. So you replace him with Tua Tagovailoa. That's when I earned all my. That's when I say, you know what, man, he's the goat, and he's the goat for a reason. Yeah. And uh, look, I mean, it is happy. I'm, I'm happy days, man. Right. He's gone. We no longer have to fear him anymore. We go. We can go to Tuscaloosa and just kick the shit out of Alabama, whoever they, whoever their head coach is, because they can't fill those shoes. None yeah. none of the candidates. Look, they're all good candidates, but they're not Nick Saban. Right. None of them can do what he did. He is the greatest recruiter in the history of college sports. Name. There's no one else you can name. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. So I mean, big loss for Alabama, but huge game for LSU. I, I think the Bo Nate Davis news is what. Saban just saw that and said, "That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done. It, yeah. It's over with. I'm, I'm leaving." <laughs> but um, um yeah, you know, Alabama fans, not a good night for them. Right. It's funny because growing up, we hated Alabama. Like we hated Nick Saban. He was a traitor. He left. And I feel like in the past, like three or four years, as we've come to appreciate college football and what it is and what all it entails, I feel like he has kind of improved his like PR I guess or like people like him more now than they did 10 years ago and it's because yeah. he's like the old guy the the goat like the he is the old guard that's on the way out and um I mean the respect is immense I think a lot of older LSU fans still hate him and hate Alabama and I still hate Alabama yeah. but Nick Saban the person like we will never see anything like this again in our lifetimes. Probably like it is truly remarkable what he was able to accomplish and how much the sport of football revolved around him at the college level for that many years. Like that is incredible and it demands respect. And, um, you know, everybody who plays college football and coaches college football wants to be like him because he's the best and I feel like over the past few years, the there's been less hate and more respect. And so finally it's like, yes, we don't have to deal with this anymore. We can just respect you and love you. Uh, not necessarily love because you still left, yeah. but um, yeah, still respect but, hey, you, you. You, 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 you. He set the standard for LSU. Yeah. He set the standard. He came, he came in in 2000 and like 1999. LSU had the worst decade in the history of the of college football, and he set us on the path where we needed to go. Yeah, he became the head coach in 2000. 
And three years later, we were national champions. They they split it between USC, which was bullshit. I wish they would have vacated that win so we could yeah. get the. But um, but seriously, man, I mean, he's the goat, and I'm I'm salty that he left LSU. I'm pissed he left LSU because what he did for Bama, he could have done the same thing at LSU. Yeah. He probably could. Right. He probably could have won. He probably could have won more too. Yeah, I mean, there was nobody. He's he's the first coach that literally said. You need to border up the state of Louisiana. You need to build a border. Why the hell are you going all across America to recruit this so and so? Why not just stay in your state? The yeah. reason why, and this is at the time, the reason why Steve Spurs kicking your ass, the reason why Philip Fulmer at Tennessee is kicking your ass, the reason why Bobby Bowden is kicking your ass is because they're coming in your state and they're taking your players. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, if you had, this is something I realized um, in 1999. The top quarterback in the nation was uh, Brock Berlin. You, you ever heard? You ever heard of Brock Berlin before? No. So Brock Berlin played for um, Evangel up in Shreveport, and you, Evangel like like best team like in the state of Louisiana for like two decades. I mean, they won like I think they won like eleven or twelve state championships, and in nineteen ninety nine they won a national championship. They beat uh they they moved up to they moved up to five A in nineteen ninety nine and played West Monroe. And West Monroe was the best team in the state and they they beat them. And Brock Berlin was the uh, quarterback for that team. He was the MVP of the game and he was the number one high school crew in the nation. Well, Nick Saban tried to convince him. Well, he committed to Florida. so so Brock Berlin committed to Florida because T Spurrier was throwing the ball and everything, and it was kind of like what they did at Evangel. Well, Nick Saban came in and desperately tried to get Brock Berlin to flip to LSU. And Brock Berlin said, no, coach, I'm not doing that. I'm going to Florida. And I don't think this really has anything to do with what we'll say, but, I'll just, but this is like kind of like what could have happened. You know, had Bro- so Brock Berlin goes to Florida, and, you know, he he's there for one – he's there for two years. He leaves the team after Steve Spurrier leaves, goes to Miami. LSU wins a national championship in 2003, his senior season. So things could have been different, but that's yeah. That was the last time I think Saban lost a recruit in the state, and he, you know, he was. I mean, he got guys like Marcus Spears, Michael Clayton, um, Corey Webster, Leron Landry. I mean, he he brought those guys to LSU. Ben Wilkerson. They won national championships. I mean, like he's he is the goat, and like I, I will kind of miss him a little bit, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I'm he laughing was, at it. Twitter is just on. There are so many good tweets. I just saw the banana rushing the court after that. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, that is hilarious, dude. I, I just I just saw a tweet that's actually kind of funny. Um, Nick Saban has the chance to do the funniest thing ever, and oh. it's showing a picture of a uh, the twenty uh twenty four twenty twenty six Alabama Senate race. Saban could run for uh. <laughs> Run against Tommy Tuberville yeah. and beat him as a dem- as a Democrat, which hilarious. I don't know if Saban's a Democrat or Republican, but it, it don't matter. No, he, but, uh, he recruits both ways, brother. Oh yeah, ain't no matter. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? Great for Nick Saban. Happy for the guy. Happy for the goat for Alabama. Ha 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 yeah. ha. Everybody get, won. Get to- Everybody won today. The SEC won. LSU won. 
Nick Saban won because he gets to spend time with his family. The only people that lost are Alabama fans, and All Alabama those, I mean, fans. Dude. Alabama fans have won consistently for the past sixteen years, ever since he got there. So they, they have been. Yes, so they deserve spoiled. it. Spoiled exactly. They have been so spoiled, and they now. Now they're gonna all the kids that grew up like never got to experience Alabama and Alabama like in their bad times and everything. They were bad in the early two thousands, but yeah. Now they're gonna get to experience like six and six seasons. And maybe <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Maybe I'm totally wrong. And uh, you know, somebody comes in and, you know, just keeps on going. But I just think that you're about to have the the guy you're replacing, you can't replace him. You can't right. beat him. Yeah. I I will tell you like so when Bear Bryant left, they hired a former Bama player, uh, Ray Perkins. So Ray Perkins was the head coach of the New York Giants. He goes to he leaves the Giants to go to Alabama, and he gets fired to three seasons. They hire Bill Curry. Bill Curry loses all three Iron Bowls to Auburn, and then they hire Gene Stallings. And Gene Stallings, uh, coach Texas A and M, uh, played for Bear Bryant at A and M. And then worked for him in Alabama, became the head coach at AM, and then became the defensive back coach for the Dallas Cowboys, head coach of the Phoenix Cardinals. And then um Gene Stallings took over uh at Alabama in nineteen ninety, won a national championship. So yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I just I just think in this day of college football, right now, everybody's got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You no longer have to you know, it didn't matter what team Alabama had on the field. It just mattered who was in the head, who was standing on the sidelines, Nick Saban. And now you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. have Gary Danielson preaching about Nick <laughs> right. Saban. Gary Danielson he's, he's probably, is probably crying in his bathtub right now, bro. Probably has the shower wall with clothes on, just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Nick Saban to leave. It's like, yeah. you're, you're leaving too. So, I mean, yeah. two, two uh, people are leaving. And the SEC is free. Yeah. Now the NCAA can say, oh, oh, oh we're going to punish you for <laughs> we've we've kept our receipts. We're going to punish you for the yeah. next. Yeah. Like, we're going to give you lack of institutional control, which, you know, I'd probably tell the NCAA, fuck off. But yeah. Well, with that. Just, yeah. I just, uh, it's it's going to be great seeing Bama fans. Uh, get a taste of their just, own medicine. Get, get, get a taste of losing. Yeah. Um, alrighty. With that, thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Where were you on January 10th, 2024? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I didn't, uh, hold on. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Our long national nightmare is over. The nightmare is over. We will certainly, we certainly appreciate each and every one of you listening. We surely hope you enjoyed, and we will see y'all next time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.